But let's get into this whole thing about I've healing been feeling this way growing, for a really long time. And these are the things that everybody is thinking. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're a girl. I'm not even like, really talking about me. I think you know I'm talking about you. For everybody this is what they don't tell who feels you. this way because I get it. Mm. And it's as simple as that. This is the fine print. everybody welcome back to the fine prince podcast i'm your host leslie and this is episode two and i'm glad you came back you know what i really love game nights i love getting together with my friends or my family or whoever really and playing taboo catchphrase spades whatever else and for a while now i'm sure you all have noticed too that card games have gotten to be really popular and i mean the card games like what do you meme cards for humanity etc but in recent years there have been a lot of card games created that are aimed at the purpose of having deep personal conversations with other people and one of those games is called we're not really strangers and i think at this point i think there's about six or seven different versions now there's like a family version, a friendship version, a dating version, a triple X version. But the initial, like the very first deck that came out, I think it was meant to be played with people that you don't know that well, even though you can still play with friends or family. Anyway, I just love how even though the game is revolving around we're not really strangers, all the questions on these cards kind of demand a certain level of vulnerability they're very simple questions but sometimes they really jab you in your side because they're just so personal and one of the questions that always gets me when i'm playing this game is there's a card with a question that goes are you lying to yourself about anything yikes (laughs) and i think if we're honest with ourselves most, I'm not going to say everybody, but most of us probably have an answer to that. So I asked this question to 45 people and I'm about to share their answers. No, (laughs) just kidding. No, I'm not. I didn't do that. But you have to admit, if you are lying to yourself about something in your own life, whether you want to call it that or not, are you really being the truest version of yourself? And that's just what I want to talk about for a little while today is who are you? So when people talk about growth, you know, they say things like when you're 30, you're not the same person as you were when you were 25. When you're 25, you're not the same person as you were when you were 20. And it, it, it points to you being different versions of yourself as you get older, as you have different experiences. But I think at the end of the day, they're pretty much just three versions of yourself. And that's who you are right now who you want to be, and who you think you should be. And first, I want to talk about who you think you should be, because I think a lot of people out there are operating within this construct, or 
they're trying their best to move away from operating within that construct. And a lot of people are probably going to listen to this episode and hear who you think you should be and assume it's related to what other people think. And you're going to go, well, I'm grown and I'm at the age where I don't care what other people think. Okay, girl. But if you look around and you take heed, you'll see that there's hundreds, I don't know, thousands of people and things telling us who we should be, starting with society and, and like influencers. So there's thousands of ads or algorithms and products that are always in your face, steering you towards trying to do something or buy something that will seemingly enhance your life or your look or your persona, right? You can't scroll social media nowadays without seeing an ad and you know, the algorithms are so smart and, or Big Brother is always watching, like they like to say, you're usually seeing ads for something that you've mentioned or already searched and, you know, the algorithm kind of knows you're curious about it. So it's feeding you specific stuff that you will most likely, you know, gravitate toward too. But anyway, so all these things are, are showing us pretty much you know, you, you ain't really out here doing it if you're not wearing this perfume or cologne or wearing this designer brand or you're not really going to have the skin glow of your life if you're not using these skincare or these facial products. You know, and not many of these ads are telling you to acquire these things to feel good about yourself. Most are just telling you this is going to make you desirable by other men or women. And if it's not that, there's just a general cool factor associated with obtaining all of these fashionable, high-end, popular products. And a big part of that also is because we see celebrities endorsing it all. And that's part of it too, right? Like if your neighbor starts a clothing business and sends you the website and you see that their t-shirts are $50, I mean, depending on your tax bracket. You may be like, ooh, $50 for a shirt is kind of steep. Well, let me, I'm going to just wait till you have a sale. But let your favorite rapper or your favorite singer or your favorite, you know, um, Instagram comedian come out with some merch that's $50 t-shirts or even $100 t-shirts. You're going to run out and go buy it (laughs) because that's a celebrity. That's somebody who's got more pull, more popularity and the t-shirts you know, that your neighbor made and that this celebrity made can be exact same price, exact same quality of fabric. Um, But which one are you most likely to buy if you're not lying to yourself, right? But also, you know, the older you get, um, you, you realize you can't buy the cheap version of everything anymore, right? When we were in college or when I was in college, I mean, let's speak for everybody, Walmart was the place to go, right? The place to buy your groceries, your whatever you needed because it was cheaper there. Um, But when you get older, you know, you start realizing once you get your own place and, you know, once you're doing whatever you're doing that the cheap stuff is cheap for a reason. So I think all of us probably have begun to just spend more money on things because the quality is better. And that's 100% valid, right? You'll never find one ply toilet paper in my apartment and I'm not going to be buying heels from Charlotte Roots. And not because 
I don't like Charlotte Ruth heels, but it's just like if they're eighteen dollars, you you can't really have high expectations for them. But anyway, you know, um, people tend to buy things that last, that are durable. And when it comes to certain accessories, that means you're probably paying a pretty penny for it. So let's say purses, for instance, right? A purse from Walmart will not go as far as a purse that is like, you know, Gucci or Prada. But you got to ask yourself, are you buying these Gucci purses because you really got it like that? Or because somewhere along the way, Michael Kors purses became basic according to the masses because Michael Kors are nice quality purses too they are I don't know I guess one of the more affordable brands I guess because you know those are the ones you can see in the malls but it's somewhere I don't know when it was <laughs> because Michael Kors used to be everywhere everybody wanted it and then at some point in time in the past few years Somebody told the world that Michael Kors was like basic. And so now no one wants Michael Kors purses, which is wild to me. But again, that society and that's influencers getting in our head telling us this is the thing that makes you cool or popular or, you know, whatever. And I think a lot of us, you know, fall victim to that at some point or another, whether we realize it or not. But another source of people that make you feel like you should be a certain thing is our family our parents or whoever the um guardian sort of adults are in our lives um so i'll assume that for those of you who came from healthy or healthy adjacent households <laughs> your parents most likely encourage you to do well in school like get good grades and the sort of linear formula of life, according to them, was probably, um, you know, get good grades in school. Because when you get good grades, you go to college. And when you finish college, you get a good degree. And when you get your good degree, you get a good job. And when you get a good job, you make good money. And when you make good money, sooner or later, you get married. And after you get married, you have kids. And then you tell your kids to have good grades and go to college and get a degree and then a job. And it's just, you know, a cycle. You know, that's kind of the formula for success or adulthood as far as they're concerned. And this really reminds me of a song that I really love. And I wanted to, like, play a clip of it, but I didn't really know if I can't could do that because of, like, music copyrights and all that kind of stuff. I don't know anything about that, so... I'm just going to say it. <laughs> so there is um, an artist from the UK. Her name's Ego LMA. She's one of my favorite singers. Not mainstream, so you probably, depending on what kind of music you listen to, you may not know who she is. But she has a song called Girls Don't Always Think About Boys. And it just pretty much talks about what the what the title is really about how when you're a little girl, you're sort of taught certain things about what needs to happen or what's going to happen as you get older, what things you should focus on and what things you should maybe not pay so much attention to. And the chorus uh, goes, we'll go to school. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> but the chorus goes, we'll go to school and then get married and start a family. 
and they'll go to school and then get married and start a family. The cycle continues when we don't question what we're into, which is pretty much saying, you know, if all we do is teach kids <laughs> to go to school and get a job and get married and have kids so that they can also do the same, are we really living life, <laughs> you know, like the the best way that we can or the best way that we want to? Um, and I think a lot of our parents and families or, you know, whoever the case may be, they don't realize that that may not be what we want, but because that's like drilled into our heads, we start to feel a way when life doesn't go that way. So women, for instance, you know, we have that whole biological clock thing in the back of our heads. And so when you get to your mid, late 30s, early 40s, and let's say you haven't gotten married and or haven't had kids, here comes the pressure from your mom or your grandma or your aunt or whoever, <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, you need to hurry up. When are you going to have kids, you know? And, and the whole time, they don't really realize or maybe even care how insensitive this question is. So let me just stop the episode right quick for a PSA. This is a PSA to those nosy family members. Or maybe it's not your family members. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your overstepping-ass co-workers or just whoever. Stop asking women and men, too. Stop asking people why they haven't had kids. Because they could have already gone through hell trying. Um, you know, I <laughs> I saw this lady somewhere online a long time ago who got so tired of people asking her that question that she crafted this really crazy answer. And she said, you know, once a lady asked her, I don't know what, who the lady was to her, but she was like, she asked me... Um, why I hadn't had kids yet. And I told her, I looked her dead in her face and I said, I've had seven miscarriages. And she said, the horror on this lady's face, she said she had never seen anything like it. But of course she never asked her that again. I think it was maybe somebody who had kind of asked frequently. And she said, I just kind of kept that as my answer. And while it's, it's a very bold and false response and then maybe it's not something I mean it's obviously not something to joke about but she said that is just really the only way she's been able to have people stop in their tracks and re rethink you know the fact that they ask people that question so you know but that's that's a real thing like miscarriages you know maybe IVF trials that didn't bring the desired outcome medical issues you never know like sometimes you just it just doesn't work out the way that you expect it to and then also, we're not solely here to birth kids. Like, some women don't even want kids. And I'm willing to bet some people currently have kids and are mad that they couldn't change their mind after the fact. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the end of my PSA. But, you know, also, there's not a guarantee of a great career just because you have a degree, right? The economy really seems like a simulation sometimes because... Costs of living are skyrocketing, you know, but unless you're in a very high position in a very specific industry, good luck finding a job that pays enough for you to live, you know, semi-decently or comfortably or with enough space or whatever your living desires are. So this sort of thing also has people rethinking the value of a college degree. And some people just aren't going. 
And maybe it's because they just want to take an off year. Maybe it's because they just are learning that an in-demand trade may be more ideal for them or more lucrative for them. Um, you know, and, and as we see nowadays, a lot of other people have found that content creation is a better fit for them than a nine to five. And even that's not all it's cracked up to be. Like, I think a lot of people see content creators and see that they have millions of views on their videos and they think that that equates to dollars. I just want to add a quick note that that's not how that goes. Shout out to content creators. I could not do it. I could not make witty, funny videos or interesting videos every other day to like keep myself afloat. In some ways, I feel like that's even harder than <laughs> just a regular nine to five because it just takes so much out of you mentally, I feel like. But anyway, the American dream, quote unquote, as we know it, is it's kind of a dud. You know, the whole good job, family, kids, white picket fence, that's not a thing anymore. And I'm not saying it's something that we shouldn't aspire to. If that's what you want, go, go for it. And if you're already living it, let me tell you, you're blessed. But obtaining that sort of life structure is not as easy as it used to be. And baby boomers, we love y'all. But the reason a lot of us haven't bought our first house yet is because houses used to cost $72 back in your day. You know, we don't have that luxury. So, you know, with the whole, when I was your age, I had this. All right. That's because you only have to pay 15 bucks for it. Anyway, <laughs> you know, yet and still... With all, these, with all these things, people are still kind of striving to carve out a life path that looks like this, even though it really doesn't make much sense anymore. Uh, but anyway, another, another big thing is that we compare our lives to our friends' lives. So our peers are sort of an unexpected source of us feeling like we have to be something that we're not. So we compare ourselves to our friends' lives and we tend to use our peers' accomplishments as measuring sticks for our own. I do it too. I'm not supposed to do it. I know like you're not supposed to compare. Um, comparison is the thief of joy, which is, I don't know whose quote that is, but it's not mine. But maybe you're 35 and all of your best friends are married with kids. So now you're scrambling to get pregnant and, and you're desperately swiping on dating apps to find your soulmate. Or maybe you're a college grad and you're seeing your friends get internships or job offers at great companies and you're getting rejection letters left and right for everything you've applied to. Or maybe you're a writer and a lot of your peers are, are, are getting book deals and uh, producing plays or, or sold their films to huge distributors, uh, getting published in, in magazines, but you're still at your full-time job in something totally unrelated and you barely have time to do edits on your pieces. You don't even feel like writing. Whatever category you fit in, we all do it. So for those of you who like, I don't care what people think, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but don't tell me you've never scrolled social media and saw that your friend has this one thing or did this one thing and then you looked at yourself and the fact that you want that thing too, but you haven't gotten it yet. And you may feel away for a second like, dang, you know, it's been this long. I still haven't done that. 
I know y'all be doing it. You don't gotta, you don't have to, you don't have to say it out loud to me. Just know I know. And I do it too, but I don't, I don't have no qualms about letting you know that. But <laughs> what you have to ask yourself is, what do you feel like you're supposed to be doing as opposed to what you've been doing? And why do you feel that way? Would you have felt that way? Had you not witnessed that your friend was already doing it? You know, just, just questions to ask yourself, you know, who you should be is not, it, it's not who you are. And it's always good to just take a moment to look at the things that you're going after and ask yourself why you really want that thing. Or do you even want that thing? Or do you just feel like this is the thing that you should be going after? Because a lot of times you'll find you've been doing stuff for a long time. The reason it's not working is because it's not even something you want to do. So stop. Anyways, next. The next version of yourself is who you want to be. So for most of us, you know, the person we want to be is usually just a better version of our current self. Hopefully, hopefully no one is out here striving to be an asshole because that's weird. But so, you know, nowadays, a lot of us are reading a lot of self-help books, you know, personal growth books in order to change our habits and our lifestyles. So, you know, you got books like A uh, Year of Yes, uh, I Don't Know How to Be a Badass habits of highly effective people. I don't know these these titles by heart. I probably should have had them listed out. But you know, books like that. All those books convey the same basic principles of how to be less bothered or how to be financially savvy or how to heal, how to be happy, how to make friends. Um all very simple concepts. How to not be a narcissist. Everything like that. And you know, all these books really, you know, all the points that are laid out in these books are all like, you know, basic things. I think even if you're a fan of personal growth books, you can probably admit that everything or a lot of things that you read in these books are not new concepts that you've never heard before. But whatever it takes to kind of get some fire under your butt to lead you to that road of discipline by all means, because the books help me too. Um, but also who you want to be, I imagine that is who you appear to, I mean, who you appear as to other people, like what you give off when other people see you or interact with you. And also, maybe it's just me, but I think a lot of us have like an alter ego or like the exaggerated version of yourself that you kind of hope you come off to as other people. Like in my head, I'm this really bohemian chick that's always wearing head wraps and always having incense and candles lit in her home and a lot of like loose and flowy clothing, you know, and when I walk, I just sort of flow through the space and my afro is larger than life, but somehow never detangled. <laughs> And this is not reality. Like, I'm pretty sure that's not what people see when they see me walk by. But what you <laughs> what you want to be is how you want to appear to as other people. Um, and a lot of times you'll find that that may not be the case. So an interesting thing to do is to ask people 
what they see or what they think about you when they interact with you. Sometimes people's perception of you is totally different from the, the perception of yourself. But what's really interesting is sometimes you may see yourself as like this really great, amazing, I don't know, intelligent, friendly, whatever positive um, verbs about yourself, insert those here. But when people experience you, they don't get any of that stuff. Maybe they get someone who's mean or rude or 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 <laughs> introverted or reserved or just whatever. And it's the total opposite. Or maybe you don't think much of yourself. And when you meet people, they say, wow, you're so this. You have this light about you. You have this confidence about you. You have this great personality. And you're like, really? You see that in me? So... It's always interesting that sometimes we're not even really aware of what we're giving off to other people. And I feel like if those things aren't really aligned, then maybe you don't get to the point of who you want to be as quickly because those things are kind of out of whack. But anyway, another thing um, about who you want to be is, you know, what we want to be remembered as or the legacy that we want to leave behind. And that's valid, right? Because we all want to be good parents to our kids, well-respected. We want people to think that we were kind or creative or we just did something to really change or leave our mark on the world, etc. And that's all of that's healthy. So who you want to be is just really a, a larger, better version of you. And whether you're reading books to get that way or whether you're, you know, just kind of taking stock of how you want to be seen and measuring that against what you already are, you know, all of these things can help you get there. But definitely, as I was talking about who you think you should be, that's definitely something that can block you, you know, from getting to that point. Um, but but most importantly, I think, or most importantly in the moment, who you are is is what you're working with. So that's who you gotta that's who you gotta get to know and accept and like, right? So who you are is who you are, the you that shows up in the mirror, you know, the you that wakes up and goes back home every evening alone, or the you that you are when no one's looking, you know, no filters, no witty captions no cool outfits just the you like i don't i don't know if you guys remember some years back i think kiki palmer the actress and everything else who i love but kiki palmer was i guess i think caught by the paparazzi somewhere in public i think or something along that line and she just looked regular. I think, you know, she didn't have on any cool outfits. She didn't have on any makeup. She may or may not have had like those um, black, she used to wear like black acne patch thingies on her face. And she would, you know, post them freely and not feel any way about them. But I think they had just caught her looking like herself. And when she finally came out and responded, she said something really simple, and I'm probably going to butcher it. I don't remember exactly how it went, but she probably said something like, you don't have to be red carpet ready when there's not a red carpet. 
And at the time, that really blessed me. That really blessed me because I just always felt like, while, yes, it's very important to be aware of your appearance whenever you go out in public and, you know, make sure you don't have crusties in your eyes and in your, your face and make sure your clothes are not wrinkled and everything else. I went through like this really short phase where I felt like whenever I went out in public, I had to dress up and have like on a, not a fancy outfit, but just something that just had to be, you know, matching from head to toe or just whatever. And it would be for errands or something. And her saying that you don't always have to be red carpet ready if there ain't no red carpet just really freed me from that. <laughs> because, you know, why do I need to dress up to run errands? Unless it's what I really want to do. And I think that a lot of people put on, you know, put on an image, put on a persona or an outfit, if you will, uh, when they get ready to go out into the world. But when they come home, it's something totally different. And they don't have the freedom to be or look like what they just are on any given day. You know, everyone is really into fitness and health these days, which is great. We should all be. I'm still, myself, I'm still working on being more fit and having some sort of physical routine. And a lot of people like to talk about the term having a summer body, right? So when the summertime comes, um... We want to be able to wear less clothing, right? And look good in that. So everyone talks about, you know, I'm working on my summer body. I'm working on my summer body. And I started seeing memes and stuff that said, you know, summer just going to get whatever body is under these clothes. <laughs> because again, like you can't, you can't always look perfect all the time, especially if when you come home, you take all of that off and, you know, you you take off your bra and things fall to the floor or just whatever the case may be. That's If that's naturally how you are, we got to learn to like just embrace what we are. You know, go out sometimes without putting on a whole face of makeup. Go out sometimes without putting on earrings or jewelry or accessories, right? Like, and not to say don't ever do these things, don't care about your appearance, but... I don't know, maybe always just take stock of why you're you're doing these things. Because sometimes you will find that you are doing it for other people and you are doing it because you don't want them to think, you know, bad things about you. And while, yes, always put effort into your appearance, but being extra fancy or being extra witty or being extra funny or extra personable. Just putting extra on something is something you don't always have to do. Also, some of us are different depending on who we are around, right? My coworkers don't get the same me that my family gets. My family doesn't get the same me that my creative friends get. I'm, I'm reserved at work, but Memphis comes out when I'm at home. You know, the wacky and goofy, probably truest me comes out when I'm with close friends. And, you know, this is just a matter of like most people will call code switching, right? You're not going to be your loud, vibrant, crazy, inappropriate self if that's who you are, if you have a corporate job. Like that's not how you're going to be at work. 
because there's rules and, and behavior expectations and all of that. So while yes, it's I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of operating differently in different places because there is a time and place for everything. But also I would encourage all of us to not sacrifice parts of us if we don't have to, right? If you if your favorite color is lime green, but you work in a drab corporate office, you know, I feel like you can still wear a lime green shirt with your stuff or paint your nails lime green. Like, I don't think you have to shut off parts of you because you feel like there's no space for it in another part of your life. Make the space for it, you know, carve it out. Like, yeah, you can't be throwing out, like, what's up my N words, you know, to your boss when you <laughs> when you walk in the door. Um, but, yeah, you don't you also don't have to, like, walk. Like, you got to stick up your butt. Like, I, I don't know. Make space for the real you everywhere you go. And if you feel like you have to take parts away or hide parts because it's not accepted, you know, make sure it's for good reason and not you know, for, for bad reasons. Anyway, with who you are, um, hopefully you, you like who you are, but there's probably a couple of possible problems with who you are. Um, number one, you may not really know who you are. Um, and like I've said on my first episode, you kind of have to get away from other people and spend some time by yourself to really know who you are. And really see where your mind goes when you're not entertaining or being entertained by others. Um, Number two, maybe you know who you are, but you don't like who you are. Um, This is going to be a barrier, again, when you're trying to be the person that you want to be or when you're trying to become better. Because you have to accept what you are first or you're you're not essentially getting better. You're just running away from who you are. And you'll always be doing that. If you don't first kind of just face the person that you are and learn to love that person. Or maybe you've had a huge life transition that you're dealing with and you lost touch with your old self and you don't know this new person. Maybe you're like a divorcee and you, you know, have spent a lot of time with this person who you thought was going to be your life partner. Something happened. Now you're not with them anymore and you're getting used to being on your own now. Maybe you're a new mom and you're learning how to deal with this little tiny, cute, slobbery human and it's throwing you off a bit because this is so different from the life that you had, right? Your your social life can't be the same. Maybe your work life has changed. Maybe your home life has changed a lot because now you're taking care of a whole new little person and you're like, what even is life anymore? <laughs> Or maybe you're like me and you wandered off to somewhere new (laughs) and now you feel lost because you're like, where am I? What am I doing? Any of these situations, like this is a cool time to reinvent yourself, so to speak. So definitely take your time. Um, But if you don't really know who you are, definitely get away from people so you can find out. If you don't like who you are, definitely figure out why and learn to and if you're becoming a new person that you're just not familiar with it's cool take your time you'll figure it out the only difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do 
So if you're figuring out how to become better, whether, whether that's reading books, whether that's making time to try to form new habits, whether that's going to therapy, however you're doing it, you have to take steps to do it, right? So you have to have the discipline to to make make those changes and take those steps. And again, you know, questions that you just have to ask yourself are, are you satisfied with who you are? You know, why or why not? And am I taking the steps to be better or am I taking the steps to be someone I'm not? I feel like these are two really big questions that we should all ask ourselves more than once, you know, not just today, but every now and then um, check in with yourself. Do I like me? You know, am I trying to be better? Am I trying to be somebody I'm not? And depending on the answer to those questions, you know, that that may lead you down a whole line of, of more questions, but always check in with yourself. Uh, because even if you never play, we're not really strangers and you never ask yourself or you never have a person sit across from you and ask you, what are you lying to yourself about? Here's how you can ask yourself. <laughs> so again, if you want to write these down, ask yourself, am I satisfied with who I am? Why or why not? And am I taking the steps to be better or am I taking the steps to be someone I'm not? So in conclusion, to wrap this all up, I personally just don't feel like we're meant to live the way that we're living right now. And I can break that down in a lot of ways, but the main way I mean is that we've got constant messaging coming at us from hundreds of different directions telling us the quote unquote right way to live. And for many of us, that causes a crazy conflict. It's like a battle between all this current messaging and how we were raised. So what we used to do and believe starts to look differently once we start traveling, once we go away to school, once we hang around people with diverse backgrounds. And as a result of all of that, our mind starts to expand. But this constant messaging sort of distorts that because as you become open-minded, you still have messaging coming in from different perspectives that sound very different. So you want to be open to all of that. And it's just tough trying to shut out the BS and welcome in the things that are actually helpful. But on the flip side, you know, with the world kind of being on this trendy enlightenment train about mental health, some of that messaging is actually good. It's teaching us that we need to take better care of ourselves. So this, in a way you know, leads us to forming better habits and living healthier lives. Uh, but with everything, make sure that you're periodically taking a step back and making sure that whatever it is you're doing, you're doing it for yourself. Not for other people's approval, not for an audience, you know, not for likes and followers, not for clout. Because if that's what you're doing your thing for, you're going to end up so far from where you're supposed to be going. Also, you know, learn to accept and love yourself for who you are right now. Practice gratefulness. I know that's like something that all those self-help books talk about. And I know that's also easier said than done too. Because a lot of us are like, we don't like our jobs. <laughs> but, you know, you hate your job. I understand. But just 
remind yourself that, you know, it pays your bills. Uh, Self-acceptance, stuff like self-love. If you don't like yourself, please find out why, because you should like yourself. You know, try therapy or, or whatever it is that you feel you would be open to for help. Maybe you're struggling with how you look or weight issues or you're dating and you don't feel desired by others or you don't feel attractive to other people. Maybe you feel like your salary is too low compared to other people. Maybe you're a creative and, you know, you're not getting booked. You you can't seem to find success. Um, To connect the dots on all of this, whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you're struggling with or trying to move towards, before you can be who you want to be, you have to accept who you are and what you are first. You know, get rid of the idea of who you think you should be and then take the steps to become what you want to be. And I know that's like easier said than done um, because it takes a lot of self-work and discipline. And I'm not going to tell you how to do that because I'm still working on some of this stuff myself. But one thing that I do think we can all do to help each other is accept other people for who they are. Ooh, big thought. No, not really. But a big thing we can do for our fellow man and woman or envy is just meet people where they are, encourage and uplift them. And I feel like this helps people accept themselves. It helps in small ways and big ways. Um, you, You never know what people are struggling with. And I know everyone says it and I say it a lot, but just be kind to people. I think that criticism and, you know, mean words, insults, that's, that sets people back. Like that really throws people off track because as soon as you say something negative to somebody, that's, that's when they think they're not good enough. That's when they think they're doing something wrong. That's when they think, oh, I'll never get it right. Just switch it, you know, be positive. But that's it, y'all. That's it for episode two. I feel like I got a little rambly on this episode, so I hope you stuck with me till the end of this. Uh, I'm sorry that this episode came out a bit later than I wanted it to, but I'm glad you came back and I hope you come back again for episode three. leave until I send a shout out to the people who also contributed to my podcast because without them it would be very dry very dull very basic so first I want to shout out I make mad beats thank you so much for providing the music and also Prez Remo aka Kareem thank you so much for my graphic if y'all want to follow them on social media it is I make mad beats for the music and the fake Prez Remo for the graphics, but both of their handles on IG and Twitter will also be in the description of this episode. When y'all go out into the world this week, literally just be nice to people. When you're in a public place, just give a stranger a compliment and watch the way it makes their face light up. And then watch the way you start smiling too. It's actually kind of neat. Be safe. Be kind. Don't litter on the highway. I love y'all.